Welcome to Let's Talk Teacher to Teacher podcast. My name is Dr. Gina Pepin, and I am so happy to meet you. I'm a Midwestern mom of three and a really super enthusiastic reading professor and a reading specialist at a wonderful elementary school. I was the 2018-2019 Upper Michigan Region 1 Teacher of the Year, and I really enjoy mentoring teachers of all levels. I have a great passion for early literacy. I am a co-author, along with the extremely talented children's author, Eric Litwin, of The Power of Joyful Reading, Help Your Young Readers Sort to Success. So each week, I strive to offer you practical make-and-takes, easy tips, along with real-life shared stories, so that you can easily create joyful shared reading experiences in your own classroom or a daycare center and homes right away. I am here to help you make powerful changes. Let's do this together. Today's episode includes 10 easy ways to help your students become more fluent. So we all know that fluency is an important, yet it's often a misunderstood foundation of learning to read. Eric and I share in our book on our super simple reading chart, we refer to it as reading like a storyteller. I tell my students this all the time. Do you sound like a storyteller? Do you sound like someone that people want to listen to as you read aloud? So to develop fluency, we know students need a lot of practice. So immersing them in joyful and engaging shared reading experiences throughout the day, of course, helps provide that practice. And it's going to help build this very important skill. Let's start out quickly just with a little definition of what fluency is. Tim Rosinski is one of my favorite literacy experts. He talks about fluency as being considered one of the pillars of reading. And according to his book with Smith in the mega book of fluency, fluency has four parts and it spells out the acronym EARS. E is for expression, A is for accuracy, R is for rate, and S is for smoothness. Expression is kind of how we say those words. How do we articulate sentences, of course? And however we do say that, it conveys a great deal of meaning. So if the expression's really strong, or if there's very little expression, it kind of helps us understand if our students or our children are understanding what they're reading really well. Accuracy is the extent to which we read the words correctly. We know that rate is the speed at which we read, and smoothness is the extent to which that passage flows or those words flow as we read them. These parts work together to create fluency. Well, fluency is often misunderstood. It's, it's really about many factors. It includes accuracy in word recognition, of course, automaticity in that word recognition, fluency of the smoothness, Prosody, which is that meaningful expression of, of dynamics, and of course, all of these together equal comprehension. So really looking at what the goal of reading fluency instruction is, can the students focus their attention on what the text means? And as they're reading it, can they accurately and expressively convey the meaning? They need to be able to attach sounds to letters and be able to blend those letters into recognizable words which in speech they call intelligibility. And so they need lots of practice with reading text. I have found that there's such an overemphasis on speed. So many classroom activities focus on helping our students read more quickly. 
And there are lots and lots of tests that measure their speed, but they can at times be counterproductive. Reading faster isn't necessarily reading better. A good rule of thumb that I share with my online students as well as teachers in my own building and district is that students who speak at a fast, comfortable rate will most likely read at that rate. I always share, I talk fast, I read fast, but sometimes I read too fast where I don't often understand what I'm reading. I have to go back and highlight and circle and and make annotated notes on the side. However, we have to also keep in mind that there are students that speak at a slower, more comfortable rate, and they will most likely read at this rate, and that's okay. The ultimate goal we want our students to demonstrate fluency is is when they're doing things like singing the alphabet, even writing the alphabet, or reading out loud sightword phrases or individual words, counting out loud, and of course, participating in conversations. So let me begin by telling you 10 easy ways that you can include fluency practice in your learning space. Number one, literacy or literary performances. This is one of my favorite things to do. A great way to encourage our students to read and practice fluency is by having them perform a book, a song, or even a poem. So many of our students we know love being the center of attention, after all, and they will rehearse their piece over and over and over, and this helps them to develop fluency. Other children will benefit, of course, by hearing and seeing those words come to life. Number two, the second activity that I'd like to share with you is just simple jump rope rhymes and hand clapping chants. Honestly, I think this can be done at any level. It's a great way to develop smooth reading, and it is with those traditional jump rope rhymes and hand clapping chants. There are so many classics that you can choose from, such as Miss Mary Mack, Patty Cake, and Teddy Bear Teddy Bear. The third activity includes voice jars. We have a section on this in our book and it's on my website as well if you want to check it out at www.sheenabeppin.com. Voice jars is such a fun and effective whole class or small group or even family activity that builds fluency. Let me tell you how it works. Students choose a voice from the jar. So the jar includes slips of paper or cards where a person, place, or thing is written on a card. And this is the way they actually will then read out loud a text or words or phrases or a poem using that voice. So for example, a card may say something like turtle or underwater or football player, silly or opera. So just think how much fun it will be to actually read something in an underwater voice. The text may include like individual numbers, it could be letter names, it could be naming letter sounds, it could be phrases, and of course it could be passages. Students can read these individually in that chosen voice or you can do it together chorally. Either way, they're going to have an absolute blast and during that time they're going to become better readers. 
Of course, voice jars is a fun activity that children can do at home with their families. Send home some simple written instructions, uh, a few of those voice cards, and a favorite book or text. Families will love this opportunity to practice fluency with their own children. It's a wonderful way to build reading skills and, of course, a love of reading. The third activity I want to share with you, super easy way to build fluency in your classroom is to do kind of like a stand-up comedy jokes and tongue twisters. We all know that students love to do things like this. So just think of even adding in the voice jar and how could you do have them come up and tell a morning joke or an afternoon joke or add in a tongue twister on a particular topic or content area or vocabulary that you're working on. Try and say this fast. A big black bear sat on a big black rug. All right, now you can say it, adding in some dynamics and making it more fun. Have students read it off of actual print, display that print where they make those connections between print and not just orally repeating things that you say. The fourth activity would include using a metronome or a drum. Did you know that there is so much research in the power of rhythm? Helping students be able to set that rhythmic pace and speed helps with automaticity. And rhythm is just a really powerful tool to use as students are building fluency. You could also use that metronome and drum to track syllable counts and sounds or word parts such as onset and rhyme. So there are many ways that you can incorporate metronome or drum so that it keeps students at a particular cadence so that they can then eventually build those fluency parts on their own. The fifth activity is called scooping phrases. This is really easy to do. You just simply make like a smile under a group of two to three words. And what it does is it gets students to get rid of that choppy robotic attempt at reading words. So you're pointing to those words and they're set out often like prepositional phrases or different ways of chunking the words. So it helps students learn how to do that pacing, that intonation and prosody so it sounds more like a storyteller. It builds speed and accuracy, of course, and it helps to develop that expression and comprehension. You can use wiki sticks for this. You can put them on overheads. You can put them on chart paper. You can already have it scooped for the students, where it's a wonderful activity to build fluency when students learn their own approach to word attack skills and how they would actually scoop those phrases or put those words together so that they sound like their own storyteller. The sixth activity is, of course, adding in some super fun literary elements. We know there's a lot of things you can do with alliteration. So add a tongue twister, add a voice jar, do some scooping phrases, and add in an alliteration phrase. You could also do different types of rhyming games. Of course, there are access to literary elements where you have speedy rhyme words, R-I-M-E, like at, cat, bat, sat and they list them going horizontally and vertically, and they read them, and they start to build that fluence through repeated readings. Of course, letter recognition and writing the alphabet and speedy alphabet arcs. A lot of these things are just fun ways that you can make fluency through early literacy be something that all students seem to enjoy. Another fun example that Tim Rosinski shares in his fluency text 
with another author, Smith, are punctuation fluency cards. These are for a little bit older students, but it still is a really fun way for students to learn the alphabet and punctuation all in one. One of the examples that he gives is ABC, period, DEFG, period, HIJKLM, period, NOP, question mark, QRST, exclamation point, UVWX, period, Y, comma, Z, period. It's a fun way to read different things by just adding in punctuation and changing it up a little bit. The seventh activity is a listening center. It is so important that children hear what a fluent reader actually looks like and sounds like. Listening to other examples of fluent readers is super important in building our own students' reading fluency. Students should hear at least three different examples of what a fluent reader sounds like every single day. So create a listening center where students have multiple opportunities and time to listen to exemplar perfect examples of a very well-articulated fluent reader. The eighth activity is one of my favorite. We do these in intervention, and it is called rapid automated naming. There are tests out there, there are programs out there, but you can actually just make your own. You can take what we call RAN activities and print them out on a program like Canva or even Microsoft Word or Google Docs. You can use four or five letters and they just are continuously mixed up from the top to the bottom. You create rows. You can then include numbers outside elements like a tree and a house and a car and a rock and you just kind of mix them up. Other examples that we have used are kitchenware, like a plate, a cup, a mug, a fork, spoon, and a knife. And of course, they're all mixed up as well. You will find that by timing your students or having it be a race in small groups or whole groups, that building this rapid automotive naming helps actually build fluency. It helps with executive functioning. Students are processing visual information, articulation, and it can be a super fun activity that you can build into your daily routines. You can find out more on my website for this as well at ginapeppin.com. The ninth activity I want to share with you for easily incorporating fluency into your learning space is singing. Sing it. Singing is such an effective method for generating really fluent speech in any individual that is that is struggling with speech and language, articulation, stuttering. Singing helps actually our children hear all of those teeny tiny smaller sounds in the words. Singing slows down those sounds that words make and being able to hear and recognize those beginning, middle, ending sounds that make up the words helps our students sound out words when they are also beginning to learn to read. And of course, it builds vocabulary. If you can read it, you can sing it. The last activity, activity number 10, includes echo. There's a lot of power in echoing, having students echo different fluency activities that you are doing. Echoing can be approached using three different strategies. The first one is accentuate. The second would be articulate. And the third one would be dynamics. And of course, you can combine these in all kinds of different ways that you want to. But accentuating something 
would be having them work on changing different words in the same sentence. And Eric and I share this in our book, such as using the simple sentence, I love the color blue. Listen to how this sentence changes just by accentuating different words. I love the color blue. I love the color blue. Changing up and accentuating different things in words. I often think about the song, I like to eat apples and bananas, and then they change the vowels to long A and E and I. There was nothing more fun than singing that song. The second one is articulating. Articulating is where you would add in that song of, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Let's say you're practicing that song without changing the vowel to a long vowel yet. But if they were echoing it from you, echoing what you were saying, but then they have to change the way that they articulate it or they actually produce the sound through their mouth. So they have to say, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas, but now they cannot close their mouth or they cannot open their mouth. Then try and echo it with a tongue on the top of the roof of their mouth. It works on tying in prosody and dynamics and of course speech articulation. And to aid in scaffolding this with different students, you might need to support them with actually including the written version of this on the board as well. And of course, adding in dynamics makes it even more fun. You can say it loud, you can say it softly, you can say it slowly, or you can even add in musical elements of dynamics like crescendo and decrescendo. You can vary it or make it as fun as you'd like it to be. So today we talked about 10 easy ways to help your students become more fluent. And they included literary performances, jump rope rhymes and hand clapping games, comedy jokes and tongue twisters, using a metronome or drum, scooping phrases, adding in fun literary elements, a listening center, ran, singing it, and echoes. So. Get out there and turn everything you can into joyful learning experiences because now you have all the tools and ideas and reasons why you can easily incorporate ways to help your students become more fluent in your classroom, your daycare centers, or homes right away. Thank you so much for joining me today on Let's Talk Teacher to Teacher. I am here to help you make powerful changes and I look forward to working with you again.